Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. show uh the caller number is nine two nine four seven seven two seven five now you got the next 90 minutes or so locked in with sports city you could be anywhere in the world but you're here with us man i greatly appreciate it those of you guys that know me you know i don't do this show by myself man i got my co-host here with me barry the villain jordan barry what's up my man how we doing this afternoon my guy Villain, doing good, man. Trying to stay safe and healthy in this holiday season. You know, we can put some change before the Christmas season. So, you know, I hope everybody gets what they want, except for you, Sirius. I hope you get coal in your stocking. But, uh, you know, yo, that's yo, just yo, a villain. Why? 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 Right now, Barry's supposed to be sitting right next to me, like right now. But he had some things pop off, and me and the big honcho was out here, you know what I'm saying, stacking chips and doing things, and he salty. It is not our fault, my guy. It is not our fault. Mm. I'm trying to say the homie TP Thomas, man, ran around somewhere doing something, man. My man's always got his hand in some pot somewhere. But you know what? I will catch up with him later on this afternoon, man. We got a lot to talk about, villain, man. I don't want to waste anybody's time. Um, you know what? I, I was thinking we should start with the COVID stuff, but I definitely wanted to pull an audible real quick. Um, okay. And you wanted to, and, and you wanted to talk about um, the the Jacksonville Jaguars with that situation. I wanted to lead with that um, because I think as, as okay. soon as we crack the you know pop the top on this COVID stuff, it, it, it's going to take up a good portion of the show. Um, if you've been under a rock for the past couple of days, you you understand that. Urban Meyer, once again, is being held to the fire based off of some consternation of some beef that he's had uh, with some players, some some coaches, some personnel. Um, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars did, a, did an interview um, on mm-hmm. Monday and said that he's not going to make any hasty decisions. Um, as a matter of fact, he's been very, very lenient and very, very um, – 
I don't want to say understanding or very, very patient, but the previous regime um, got four years, and the one before that, I think Gus Bradley got four years as well. Um, so it's very, very possible that we see Urban Meyer on, on a Jaguar sideline in 2022, even amid all of the chaos that he has caused. But I wanted to kind of get your thoughts about the situation, take your temperature uh, before we press on now. What's your thoughts on the situation? Um, Urban Meyer needs to go. He needs to – I'm surprised he hasn't bailed and taken a college job yet. I don't know what um, – you know, I, I mean, no, there's no what – high-profile team uh, available yet probably in college right now. Um, I mean, most of them have been filled, but I don't see why uh, he's not a fit for the NFL. And I, it, we kind of questioned it when he got hired. We didn't like it. Um, you know, it, he, he's been a disaster when he came in. He's been a disaster when the season started. He's been a disaster during the season. I mean, you go from – you know, the what what was it, the strength and conditioning coach that was under fire and he hired him just because he's his friend. You know, that's how it works in, in, in the football ranks. You do hire staff because you're friends with them or comfortable with them. But, you know, didn't didn't really vet this guy after the allegations at Ohio State. Um, you know, during the season, um, you know, not really having a lot of um, – you know, I think in the preseason, I think it was mostly, um, you know, kind of pushing back, trying to push his college ways on the NFL players. That didn't work. I mean, these NFL players make as much money, if not more, than you do. Uh, so that wasn't working. I mean, you know, you, you, you're talking about the, the pictures blowing off steam at the bar, at his restaurant, whatever. Um, you know, that was the firestorm. And then I just look at the players, right? I mean – the number one pick, I think one of the big reasons why he came to Jacksonville was to be able to have Trevor Lawrence. And Trevor Lawrence has been an absolute disaster um, the last few months. I feel, I feel like he's regressed, Sirius. I don't know if you agree or disagree. His numbers are terrible. Um, you know, over the, on the season, nine picks, 14 inter- nine touchdowns, 14 interceptions. But you look game to game, I think he's gotten progressively worse and worse as, as uh, you know, the games have gone on, right? So um, it's just a bad situation. I, I just, you know, he, he could have been fired at any point this season because of the nonsense that he was going through. I'm surprised he's still there. I don't think I, – I, I think Chad Khan, the owner of the Jaguars, isn't going to, quote, unquote, make that hasty decision. But I think the decision is you got to just move on. I think you allow him to to, to quit and, and call it a day. So there's a lot to unpack there, and I kind of want to backtrack and double-click on it uh, for, mm. for a couple of things. First and foremost, um, I honestly, again, I, I said this here, I think Urban Meyer is the coach next year. Okay? okay. That's first and foremost. Um, but you mentioned Trevor Lawrence, and I want to double-click there. Um, in his defense, okay, when you look at who he's got to work with, they have one of the worst running games in professional sports. I think last week they ran the ball um, a, a total, a total of eight yards. Mm-hmm. A total. And let's keep it a buck. The Tennessee Titans defense is decent, but you can fall – 
forward and get eight yards. Like, I got quarterbacks <laughs> out the wazoo that get eight yards just on a scramble alone. So that that's first and foremost. Second of all, mm-hmm. I'm just saying and, and, that, And to, you know, to, to highlight that point, Sirius, the fact is, why do you only have eight yards of rushing? It's the it's, the system is broken. The coaching is terrible. I mean, even Myers calling out his own coaches. I mean, it's it's a joke. But see, here's here, here's why I don't have an issue with it, but I, I get where you're coming. So if this mm-hmm. was Mike Tomlin, if this was Bill Belichick, if this was any of these coaches, you know, these these the, the top name coaches that called out a, a, a coordinator or whatever the case may be it wouldn't get blown up to this magnitude. You know what I'm saying? But the fact that Urban Meyer, mm-hmm. who's trying to, I don't know if he's trying to change the regime or instill accountability or, you know, everybody answers to me type of mindset or whatever it could be, but the fact that he's calling out, you know, coordinators and ultimately the buck yeah. stops with him. So if he is, um, if he is, you know, trying to assume some type of responsibility, I get it. I have no issue with them calling out coordinators. Essentially, you hired them. So, essentially, right. they work for you. You know what I'm saying? So, again, call them out, hold them, hold them accountable to that the third. My issue is that there is so much surrounding this Jaguars team, aside from the head coach. I think he's, I think he's the initial fall guy for it all because, again, if Trevor Lawrence was playing well, this would be a new point. If Travis Etienne didn't get hurt, um, and they fall back on, um, I forget the running back's name. They 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 they, they fall back Great on Robinson. Uh, Robinson. They, they they fall back on Robinson, and, and and he's having a down year. As a matter of fact, last week he came out and said that he needs to touch the ball more, and he needs more touches, and whatever he wants to be a future runner. And they run the ball, maybe they they get a total of eight yards rushing. You know what I'm saying? You you missing Trevor Lawrence. As a regression, um, who has he got to throw to? And like real talk, DJ Sharp. I mean, he's been in and out of the lineup. Uh, Lavisca Chanel, he needs help to go throw. You know, hit or miss. You you go you go out and trade for uh, Dan Arnold, and 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 he hasn't been you know up to par. So as much as you want to sit there and lay this season at the feet of Urban Meyer, and again, rightfully so the whole team and the whole structure and the whole everything is, is damaged. And then you have, you know, the off-the-field issues and, you know, with him at the bar with the young lady and you you, you, you got a bunch of other stuff that's going on. Like, this, you want to talk about a perfect storm. This is a perfect storm. Yeah, but, I mean, the coaching staff is one problem, but where you're calling them out, and just pushing the blame to them, like, it's not you, it's it's not them, it's, you know, it's not me, it's them kind of thing, and then doing it in front of your players, apparently. Dude, that that's a lack of accountability. All the, you know, like, dude, you're, you're in charge. This is your show. They hired you not to just coach the team, but to run this organization as well, right? I mean, that's a reflection on you. And if you can't figure out how to fix this, this guy is throwing one touchdown in his last six games. Let me say that again. One touchdown. The Giants have more passing touchdowns in their last six hold games on, than, than Trevor see, Lawrence. See, I mean, that's, that's not – Okay. 
Because no, here's the thing. Like again, I, I, I didn't have to stay here this long, but we here now. Marvin Jones, LaQuinn Treadmill, Victor Stanold, O'Shaughnessy, Tavon Austin. Like who you want to throw the football to? James Robinson had six damn touches last week. Six. Kyle Sand had one. Trevor Lawrence had a scramble. Like, like mm-hmm. I, I, I don't understand. I mean, I get, I, I, I get where you're coming from. Don't, don't get it twisted. I get where you're coming from. When you're talking about Trevor Lawrence not throwing touchdowns, who do you want to throw the ball to? Marvin Jones, you talking about the castaway from Detroit? This wasn't a dude stuck <laughs> in Detroit. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, you bring him to Jacksonville? <laughs> I, I I get it. I I understand. There's there's you know he's probably bereft of talent that other players have. But I'm looking at not just that the talent there. I'm looking at the stories coming out. You're arguing with players on. They're denying it. But if that leaks out, it's either true or somebody's trying to you know you know ruin your credibility and trying to get you out of here. He, clearly, he's not clicking with the players. He wasn't clicking with the players in the preseason. It was an issue back then, serious. So, I mean, right, right, he right. was just never a fit. He was it, it, he, He's a classic college coach that it doesn't work in the NFL. Like, there's no shame in Nick Saban not being able to make it in the NFL when he was the coach of the Dolphins. There's no shame in that. Some guys are great right, college right. coaches. College is different than the NFL. Like, you can do these scare tactics with these kids and say, I'm going to pull your damn scholarship if you don't get together, and then, you know, they'll straighten up and fly straight. You do that in the NFL, I'll get you fired. You don't have a job here. Ask Jimmy Johnson. He was one of the great coaches at, at, the, at, at his apex in, in Dallas, and he's gone. he was gone. Like, it, dude, it's a different animal. you got to work with these guys in a different way. That's why I get frustrated with Joe Judge. Like, you're – your whole holier than now, the, my way or the highway, that you, that that worked in the eighties. It don't work no more. This it's a different it's a different time. Urban Meyer, go back to college. There's no shame in that. There's no shame in that. Absolutely not. I can respect that. I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, you know that th- there needs to be a lot of changes in Jacksonville, and mm-hmm. I don't think it would shock anybody um, if Urban Meyer was relieved of his duties, but. You know, I, I, I'm a gambling man, clearly, based off of where I'm sitting. <laughs> um, I think he'll be back next year. <laughs> I, I think and, he'll be and, back and next to, year. And but... to your point, Doug Marone got four years, right, Series, like you said, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. You know, Tom Coughlin had his time. He made bad decisions in, in, in Jacksonville, but he got time to make it work. So, to your point, there is a good chance that – that, that that Meyer gets a chance to make it work, but I just don't think it. I don't think he's going to turn it around. I just really don't. It, I mean, it, it, it's very very possible. I mean, here's the thing: like when you when you look at the Jacksonville Jaguars over the course of their mm-hmm. existence, um, mm-hmm. again, this has been a team like we. I, as a Steeler fan, I, I like to drag. I like to drag Cincinnati and, and, and Cleveland, primarily Cleveland, <laughs> for just stupid decisions and stupid draft moves and things like of that nature. The Jacksonville mm-hmm. Jaguars, you know, they've had some 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 very, very uh, very unique hits, but their misses have been outrageous. And I think this could be a potential miss. But I wanna stay in the same mindset because you did mention Joe Judge. And right. as I was prepping for as I was prepping for the show, 
uh, tonight. Uh, I mm-hmm. want to get your opinion on what Saquon Barkley said regarding yep. Joe Judge, where he literally came out and said he backs him and wants him back uh, for another season. Um, I understand that you as a Giants fan and other Giants fans that, that, that we associate with and that we talk to, um, you know, wanted to see him leave. Um, but what's your opinion, honestly, on, on Joe Judd coming back for next year? And I do have a call in queue when you get done. Yeah, um, I mean, listen, um, um, I, listen, Giants, Tish, and, and Mara family like stability. But they know Dave Gettleman is, is a rap. From what I've heard from sources, that he, they're going to force him to retire. Like, they're going to give it – they're going to let him take the like, – like the Romans used to do, let you draw a bath, draw your own blood, and, 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 and do it yourself instead of us executing you, right? So they're going to let him leave with dignity. A new GM comes in here, they have every right to bring in their own regime and their own guys, including a coach. We tried that before, right, when um, we forced a, a, a coach on the GM here, and it didn't work, right? We forced McAdoo, and, and, and we forced Sherman or whoever. It, it just didn't work, right? Like, we, first, we, forced, we forced Pat Shermer on, um, on Gettleman when we made the switch from Jerry Reese. It didn't work. So I get it if they want to move on. Now, like, I, the, 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 the honeymoon was over with Joe Judge. I'm done with you. Like, I, I'm sick of the talk. Like, I'm sick of hearing you. I talked to, to Anthony, a friend of the show, who I'm sure is coming on soon. We were talking about how he's – and another friend of mine was talking about how he comes out and says, you know, we're, we're still learning how to practice, basically. Practice? We talking about practice in December? Like, like he's saying – he's calling out everybody but the players because he wants to keep his job. That's why Barkley's coming out and defending him because if you got the players backing, you, there's a good chance you'll keep your job because that's the only ones that are going to be left because of the salary cap hell. You can't get rid of everybody in here. So the players are going to come back. So if you better win them on your side to keep your job, that's what's going on in my opinion, right? Because he just refuses to call everybody else out, uh, the players who aren't executing the line, anybody, right? So – Listen, I want Barkley back. Seven million is not a lot to ask. Um, Joe Judge, you better get it together because I'm. T- this is the fifth straight losing season. Tired of it in New York. I don't know if Joe Judge is going to be the guy to fix it, but you know what? I, the the honeymoon is over. The tough talk is over. You know the the cliches, the garbage in the press conference. It was a short press conference the other day. Kim Jones noted that, and it's like nothing was said. Not, not, it was like, thanks for coming. It was a joke. I, I'm done with it. You better get it together. Serious, you there? You, you let me rant? You let me go on? I <laughs> Oh, my fault, my fault. I, I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there, I'm sitting here blapping my gums. I'm on mute, man. My fault, man. Calling number nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine, man. I calling, man, from the six one five. Mike, is this you? It is, man. What's going on, huh? What's going on, big homie? What's going on, man? Welcome um, to the welcome to the wrap up show, man. 
You hear what's going nothing, on? Nothing, nothing, nothing cures, nothing cures the losing ways by facing the Jets, right, Mike? Right. <laughs> hey, man, and, and, and getting in, and getting Alvin Kamara back that helps too. Yes, yes, that's that right. That's true. That Absolutely. Uh, Alvin, Alvin well, Kamara is still pretty special. Well, since you're here, I, since you're here, Mike, man, I, I definitely wanted to get your talk, your thoughts on that particular game. Um, but before I let you go on the Saints, man, what's your thoughts on the Jacksonville Jaguar situation as well as uh, Saquon coming out and backing Joe Judge coming back for next year? Yeah, that's what I was. Uh, so I, I did some prepping for this show too. And I started reading up more on this whole deal with Urban Meyer. Hey, listen, I'm not, I'm not surprised. I, th- I think what, what really concerns me is, you know, you're supposed to have one of the the best quarterback prospects in in a while come out. You know, mm. they said the best the best prospect since Andrew Luck, right? Uh, look at the numbers; they're pretty subpar. And then he's going he's going to bench James Robinson for Carlos Hyde just because he had him at Ohio State for a little while or whatever, like completely punish the guy behind one fumble and not let him back on the field. Um, you know, what kind of guy is coming in actually calling his uh, his staff a bunch of losers as well? Uh, you know, I – Exactly. I, quest, I questioned this move of Urban Meyer from the beginning. Uh, like, listen, uh, Nick Saban ran him out of Florida, almost gave him a heart attack. Then he goes to Ohio State. And you know all the all the things that went on there. Um, I mean, I understand why you try it and you bring him in. Maybe he's a proven name. Maybe he can win this next level. There are very few coaches that have won on the professional level that also won in college. Uh, and <laughs> Urban Meyer did not, to me, seem like he would be one of those guys. Uh, you know, the the difference in, you know, you mentioned Coughlin earlier. You mentioned Doug Maroney earlier, uh, Marone or whatever his name is. Uh, <laughs> both of those guys at least took this team within a game of the Super Bowl, right? Like, I don't see that happening with this bunch of guys. I'm already seeing some, some things about possible in-house candidates to replace him. Uh, I mean, listen, you may be right about him coming back another year, but I would be surprised. I think that you you cut bait here and you say this is kind of a uh, kind of a failed experiment. There are there have been some games that they've competed pretty well in, but there have been other games that they've just kind of rolled over and you know shown their underbelly and uh, and not been very good. So uh, I I'd be surprised if he comes back another year. If I I mean, you know, you're in Vegas right now, Sue. So I would say to yeah. me the odds are are a little higher that uh, are a little higher that he's not going to be back. And I'm sorry, I wish I'd been able to come out there and uh, and chop it up with you. Uh, getting uh, getting caught up last week on some uh, on some bad head cold type stuff, and just you know I, I'm not going to be selfish and travel. <laughs> what I'm not. I doing appreciate that. it. I appreciate it, Max. You would have definitely, definitely been elbows to elbows, bottle to bottle, and all that type of stuff. I would have got sick. It's all good. I don't care. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. man, so since you're here, you know what I'm saying, um, the the Saints got off the schneid, man. Uh, finally got, got themselves a win um, and find themselves in a situation where um, you play a team this week that you've kind of fared very well against. 
um, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man. So what's your feelings on the Saints as a whole as um, you guys get ready to take on a division opponent? Uh, We played them earlier this year, and it was kind of a, you know, hey, that had to be a that had to be a sweet day for Jameis Winston, even though he didn't get to finish the game, but just to be part of that game and and, and beating that team, um, <laughs> you know I I think that you know for them to win that ball game, they're going to have to control the ball, they're going to have to be able to run the ball against Tampa, they're going to have to limit the number of times that Tom Brady touches the ball, and. They're also going to have to force some mistakes. Uh, you know, I I think they did good to get them once last year. They, last year they got them twice during the regular season. I think Tampa is a little bit better this year than they were a year ago because you had everybody, you know, everybody there another year, a little bit more uh, cohesive, I would say. And the Saints team is, uh, let's be honest, uh, almost inept at the quarterback position. Uh, Simeon is a, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Taysom Hill is a, is a bit of an upgrade from semi-pro, but I'm still not sure he's a professional. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, <laughs> listen, uh, when it comes to this weekend against Tampa, uh, I'm just, uh, it's almost like uh, I'm, uh, I'm just going to watch and I'm going to hope it's not too bad of a car wreck and that they don't get splattered too bad all over the place. I don't, I don't think it's going to be very pretty this next weekend. I think the Saints will – I think they'll compete. I think they'll play hard. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I I don't, know that, uh, I don't know that that's going to show up on the field. I, I'm a little worried about how this one's going to turn out. And having Kamara back helps, right? Uh, it, it does help, for sure. I mean, anytime <laughs> – listen, I don't care. I don't care who you're playing. Anytime you have Kamara on the field, that's, that's a good uh, – that's a good weapon to have. But – I mean, I, you need two or three of him probably. You need Michael Thomas. You need, that, you know, that that defense healthy. You know, it's just, you know, they they're not. I, they they need Ingram. They need a they need a couple of pieces to really really be able to play with this team. I believe. I I think they will. Uh, I think they'll compete early though. Um, but listen, do you think Tom Brady and Bruce Arians they don't want to make a statement knowing that they've lost all three regular season games that they've played. Um, you, you know, against the Saints, Tom Brady has never beaten the Saints during the regular season. Now he beat them when it counted in the playoffs last year because Drew Brees couldn't throw the ball down the field. But uh, you know, this is a statement game for Tampa. They know that the Saints have kind of been their their bugaboo, so to speak, or whatever in the in the regular season. So I think Tampa's going to do whatever they can to try to make a statement in this game. The line is three. Yeah, that's that's too low for me. I, like I would, I, I never bet when my team's involved. I've never, never have, never will. Um, yeah. Okay, once or twice, but I, if I were betting this <laughs> game though, if I were betting this game though, I would take Tampa and the points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So um, one of the other things I wanted to talk about before we talk about last week. Um, Barry wanted me to mention that the Steelers and Chase Claypool in that situation. Um, and But I wanted to save my opinion for last on it. 
uh, you're the newest one on Mike, man. What's your position or your opinion on Chase Claypool and the end of game situation and kind of just where he's at mentally right now? Well, the first thing that I will say is, you know, he he even said after the game, if I'm not mistaken, he said, I got to be better. I got to, you know, uh, so – Am I mistaken? Did I did I did I see that right? Did did he actually come out and 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 come out and say that after the game was over? I've got to I've got to be better in these situations. So I can at least appreciate the fact that he took accountability. But I will say, maybe if you ain't so worried about how fun practice is, or what you can play at practice, or what's going on as far as all that goes, and and you ain't trying to like question how things are being run around there and you actually do the things that you're supposed to do, then maybe you'll be able to handle yourself better whenever the the chips are down or at crunch time. Um, you know, listen, it's work, man. I mean, yeah, sure. Would it be nice for it to be more fun sometimes? Yeah. But, like, this is a team, this is a culture. Mike Tomlin has, uh, is, a, is a legendary coach, in my opinion, and has done great things for that franchise and for that organization. And so, for me, like, yeah, would it be nice to be able to change things up from time to time? Yeah, man. But, like, to me, you don't need to be questioning uh, how things are done and whatever else unless you're executing and and doing things at a high level. So, you need to worry about what you're doing and uh, and get yourself together before you start questioning uh, how the coach handles things or, or the way he runs practices and everything else. So, uh, focus on yourself before you worry about everything else. That's my opinion. Villain, same question to you. Um, you know, Chase Claypool, young guy, second year. Um, you know, you know what he's capable of. Uh, what's your position on how this twenty twenty um, twenty one season is going for him? I, I, well, first of all, um, I, I had him on my, I had him on my. Um, my fantasy team on the bench in the playoffs. He reeled off 17 points, so that was very disappointing. But um, he's extremely selfish. Um, not surprised. I mean, this is the guy that wanted to, to have music going in, in, in the background, right? Um, I mean, it's like I can't, I can't it's – just, it's just a microcosm of the team, right? It's there's a total switch from where they used to be, right? Where the they were a tough team that you even though they might have been a little down, not as good like the best team in the league, you know you were gonna you're gonna get punched in the mouth, right? Um, and and this team is just not it's not built that way. This is not a team built for Mike Tomlin and company, right? They they're not tough. They're they they make excuses. They're too worried about their TikTok instead of, um, you know, winning at the line of scrimmage and, and beating up teams. Um, it's, 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 it's crazy. Um, I, I, I think he can't, he can't, I don't know how, you can't pass on this talent. Something's got to change, right? Um, something's got to change because it's, it, it'd be easy to give up on a, on a talent like this and say, I don't want this guy on my team. But I think it's also got to start with, with Tomlin because when you're winning, it's all good, right? You, you'll let this behavior slide. But when you start losing and, and you're starting to get embarrassed at home or on the road, then it's a problem. And then you're calling guys out and saying, you know, whatever he said. I can't remember the exact quote. So it's like 
Tomlin's got to he's got to hold these guys more accountable. I think Chase Claypool has to grow up, but I think Tomlin's got to crack the whip and really get after these guys and be like, "Wait, listen, this is not how we do it in Pittsburgh. You got to do it this way. You got to step up, or you'll be out of here." I, that's that's kind of where I see it. Okay. So um, my position on this is, is is very, 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 very interesting because on one hand. I don't want to take the players away from being who they are. You know, I, I have sat here on this very radio program and beat the drum for letting the players play, letting them celebrate, letting them be, be – I mean, as long as they're not being disrespectful or whatever the case may be, do what you do. Um, here's the thing, time and place and situation. You know, Chase Claypool – uh, according to what Mike Tomlin stated in his press conference this morning, you know, end of game, two minute situations is, is something that is rehearsed in practice. This is something that is installed during training camp, um, and so this is something that Chase Claypool is aware of. He, according to what he said after the game, and I'm gonna read the quote exactly that way I get it right. He said, "I definitely got to be better." I got tackled on the hash and did my little first down point. The, went to hand the ball to the ref um, down the field, and the ball got knocked out of his hand. Um, I didn't see the ball get knocked out of his hand. I, I just didn't. Like <laughs> at the end of the day, I, I'm I'm not gonna call BS on that. But you know, my guy, first of all, you had yourself a horrible game. Okay, between the fumble that should have been a fumble that got overturned personal foul on the first drive that uh, took away a first down and put us behind the chains and and started the snowball effect um, and everything else. And I'm going to talk about that in the finger food episode I'm about to drop later on this afternoon or this evening. Um, But Mm -hmm. ultimately, um, I think Chase Claypool has a lot to learn. Um, I think this team is very, very, very undisciplined. I think this team right now is a team that um, has lost who they are and lost their way. We have a lot of younger guys on this ball club, Um, the old grizzled veterans, the in-your-face, beat-you-up, smash-mouth type of team that I grew up to know and love and that Barry was rooting to. They they, they have since gone on and retired, and it's a new regime now. Um, I think Ben is the oldest one there or the only one there from that previous regime, Uh, maybe Joe Hayden or whatnot. But other than that, um, we got to figure out who we are. And and, and here's the wildest thing about the Steelers team right now is we can still win the damn AFC North. Mm. That is the weirdest thing on the planet based off of how – that division and how those teams in that division are starting to take shape and starting to round into form. Um, again, I will talk about that at a later date, but with that being said, we got a couple minutes left here in the program. Call in number is uh, 929-477-2759. Got the next 24 and some change. Uh, I wanted to popcorn a couple of these games, kind of get your opinion on it, see what you guys thought. Um the first game I wanted to talk about from, from last week was the Washington football team in the Dallas Cowboy game. Um, that game was literally a tale of two halves, if you ask me. That was a game that I was sitting there watching um, 
in the airport as I was getting ready to fly out, and it, it was weird. I'm like, what in the world am I watching right now? <laughs> um, Dallas managed to, 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 to escape, if you will, with the victory. But what were your opinions on that game? Um, is something going on with the Dallas Cowboys out on the offensive side of the football? That looks like he's struggling right now. They don't have a running game. Um, the receivers are dropping passes and things of that nature. What's going on in Dallas, even though they managed to get the win and essentially solidify themselves as a division winner there? But what was your thoughts on that game? Uh, Barry, I'll go with you first. Yeah, I mean, um, Dak is struggling, right? I think I think the defense is picking up the slack. I think we don't give the defense enough credit. I think Diggs and, and Parsons, are, are two guys that are, are are monumental gets for them in the um in in the draft. So like they are really making an impact. I think getting Gregory back helps. So the defense was after they were flying on all cylinders. I think they knocked Heineke out of the game at one point. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Because uh, I was at I was at a birthday party again, and like I had like zero bars so I could barely watch the game but um but Dak Prescott is struggling I think uh Tyron Smith got hurt in this game um you know Ezekiel Elliott doesn't look great um I think Pollard was out for this game as well so this offense is struggling Dak looks like an MVP candidate the first month he hasn't really elevated his play lately so I think he's you know he's got to get back to to where he was I think it's going to be a tough task but he's got to get this offense moving or you know I think they'll take the division I think Washington had their chance to kind of pull closer I think not getting that especially at home that was a big loss for them um so I and I think the Eagles are a bad matchup for the Cowboys as well um because they can run the ball but I think um the Cowboys should take this division but I don't think the Cowboys have enough um to play with the Rams, the Bucks, or the, the the Packers as it stands right now, if they had a playoff game, especially on the road. I think they could be competitive. I think it would be a good game, but I just don't think right now as it stands, the offense is struggling, and Dak's got to figure it out. And I think the wonder boy who gets a lot of credit when this offense is going bad and Kellen, Kellen Moore, he needs to kind of get taken to task because I don't like his play calling. He, he throws the ball way too much and doesn't run it when he has the advantage. And then it's just – he needs to figure it out. I'm, I'm tired of this wonder kid that, that, you know, got kind of heaped on to, to McCarthy. He needs to be held accountable because this offense is struggling. He hasn't figured it out. Okay, so I'm going to double click on that um, here in a minute. But, uh, Mike, uh, I mean, what's your feeling on the Dallas Cowboys team, man? I mean, can, can they be fixed? I mean, Barry gave us a lot to unpack there, but what's your opinion on this game that you were able to watch it over the weekend? The picture those three teams that you just mentioned, uh, you, you said Green Bay, you said Tampa, and you said the Rams was the other team that you said that you didn't think they could beat in the playoffs. I, I'll, I'll go a step further and I'll say I don't think they beat the Cardinals either. So I think they make the playoffs and they bow out the first round, one and done. Uh, listen, I love Dak Prescott. I think it's a great story. Uh, Louisiana kid, um, you know, goes to Mississippi for college, plays for Dan Mullen, who uh, now is out of a job, coincidentally. But 
you know, he has a decent uh, college career, but ran a lot, right? Like, and I I like Dak. I love his story, but we have not seen Dak put together a full consistent season. And, and you know, he gets the contract, and I almost had to because of the injuries and everything else. And I'm not saying the guy's not a good player, uh, but he's still got to continue to develop. And then I've thought for a couple of years now that this team has got uh, mistaken identity in some ways. I mean, you you give Zeke all this money spend all this money on this line to have this big line and then all of a sudden you abandon the run at times and honestly like if, if you're running the to me I think that's when Dak is going to be most effective if, if you predicate things off your running game and you do things like play action and you, then you can also roll him out and do things with him on the edge because he's still pretty athletic and he can pass the ball in the pocket but uh, you know, one of the, it's harder to throw the ball, and those windows get smaller when they know you're going to throw Kellen Moore. And so I agree with what you said about that, too. I think this is a team that is, uh, you know, like you said, they they hit the jackpot with a couple of those guys on defense. But um, I, I just don't think they have the pieces in place. And even if they did, they're not utilizing the pieces they have to, to maximize their, their talent. So, um, I think this is a one-and-done team at best unless uh, you get in the playoffs and, and, you know, a guy like Kyler Murray or somebody, uh, you know, is a little bit, you know, isn't able to rise to the occasion in the moment a little bit too big for him or something like that. And so at best they go in the second round and then they get barbecued. Yeah, man. One of the teams that you mentioned that they may end up struggling with are the Green Bay Packers, and I wanted to – uh, speed ahead to the Sunday night tilt that uh, took place. The Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears combined for almost 75 points, uh, which was the most um, points that, you know, were scored in, in that particular series. Um, what's your position on the Green Bay Packers? I mean, are, are, are they the best team in the NFC? Um, or is, you know, they're going to have to deal with, this, you know, somebody like the Buccaneers, or do you think the Rams kind of come back and clip them up or whatever? Mike, I'll come to you first with the Green Bay Packers. Well, I'm not sure that at the end of the day, I'm not sure that Green Bay can play enough defense. Uh, it, it, listen, uh, what won for Tampa last year was their defense. They played pretty good defense in that game against Green Bay. Uh, they pressured Mahomes all day. Listen, they, if uh, if if Mahomes even thinks that he sees a, a Tampa Bay color, a Buccaneer color right now, he's running for his life. I don't care if he's sitting with me. Uh, he's still having visions of uh, of being chased in that Super Bowl last year. They played defense down the stretch. I don't think the Packers play enough defense. And we've seen it year in and year out. Aaron Rodgers, MVP season after MVP season, or, uh, you know, putting up number after number, and then what happens come playoff time? Uh, you know, the only time they ever made it to the Super Bowl under him was when they were a road team. They were a number six seed, a wild card team. They never even played at home. Everybody makes a big deal of Lambeau Field being home field advantage, and I understand it's a it's an intimidating place to go play. It's cold and whatever else. But it ain't like they've ever been to the Super Bowl since Aaron Rodgers is a quarterback. So uh, it, it, you got to show me, bro. You got to show me. So, you said a lot there, and I'm going to double-click on it here in a second. You mentioned something about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense uh, a season ago and not having enough defense. 
Um, let's keep in mind, you know, the Timber the Buccaneers defense right now is, is, is very, very much beat up. Um, and even last year when these two teams linked up, Green Bay turned Tom Brady over um, and was able to, to generate significant pressure. Um, so I'm curious to see what will happen if these two teams link up. But, Dylan, I'm going to come to you. Um, Green Bay, man, a 10-3 outfit, arguably one of the top two teams in the NFC. Um, is, is, is the road to, to the Super Bowl going through Lambeau? And is, is Green Bay the best team in the NFC? Or do you have the Buccaneers ahead of them? Do you have the Cardinals or the Rams? Um, uh, ahead of them in, in your own personal standings for, for NFC supremacy. Did we lose villain? Okay, villain was yeah, of course, of course, of course. I was on. Of course, I put myself on mute to be nice, and then you know I I, I pulled a series. What happened? So, uh, yeah, is that... <laughs> no. Here, here's the it's deal. Yeah, exactly. It happens to the best of us. Um, I I kind of agree with with Mike a little bit that the um, that the Green Bay Packers need to show us on defense a little bit more. I thought they had a stretch of good games. I think um, you know letting the Bears kind of get their way. I think it was the missed tackles that were kind of alarming to me, um, especially on the outside. Um, but I think in general, though, I think it fluctuates every week, right? With these teams, like. Um, I, there's a there's a downside to each team. I think each team can win the Super Bowl if they get there. I think they're the top four or five teams in the NFC are better than the top four teams in the AFC. I think the you know you look at the Cardinals, they can't win at home, and I think they they refuse to be a physical team. They're too much of a finesse team. Um, I look at the the Green Bay Packers. There's some questions on their defense. I look at the Bucks. I think everybody trusts Tom Brady. You can't. It's hard to bet against Tom Brady in a big game. But everybody's kind of lamenting on this defense. How good. I'm, I didn't see anything to be proud about defensively in that Bills game. They should have lost that game. How are you up twenty-four to three and blow that lead at home? I mean, and Josh Allen's on one freaking leg. I mean. It, it the, the defense has a lot of problems for me in Tampa Bay. It, a lot of it is injury, to your point, serious. But I'm not seeing that same ferocious defense, especially in the front uh, front four that we saw last year. And then you look at the Cowboys. Like I said, I think their defense is better than it was last year, but the offense is starting to lag behind. I think injuries. I think Dak doesn't trust himself. I think that's the big problem. Like Dak doesn't run the ball. Like. Like he used to, he doesn't. He doesn't have that reckless abandon. I, I, I don't think he trusts himself yet. You know what I mean? So, um, there's always something with these top teams that is going to hold them back. So if I had to pick a team right now, I'm picking the Packers because they're playing good football. They've beaten the Cardinals, um, and Aaron Rodgers is getting better. And you, you look at them. They're what ten and three? Serious? One yeah. game he didn't play. Right, one game he didn't play because of uh, COVID, and then um, you know they easily could have won those games. So I'm like, you know, the first game was probably a distraction game. So th- this is a Packer team. To me, if I had to pick one team right now, 
I'm going to pick them because the Rams, I was impressed with what they did on the road against the Cardinals, but they're so helter-skelter. I feel like they don't want to be a physical team. They want to throw it too much. I think when they get to their running game, they could be a, and, and when their front seven on defense wants to be physical, they're a dangerous team, but I don't feel like they do it consistently enough. We I actually agree with before. you, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually agree with you, man. We talked about that before as far as that, that, that middle level, that second level of that Rams defense. And I'm telling you, it, as good as the NFC is, that's why right now the team that the team that, should, that people should be scared of right now is Kansas City because they're actually finding some defense. Well, I mean, we 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 can we can flip up to the AFC now. Actually, I wanted to talk about um, a game that was kind of meaningful to me as a Steelers fan in this Baltimore Ravens Cleveland Brown game. The Cleveland Browns jumped up big and then did some Cleveland Brown shenanigans and almost let the Ravens come back and win that ball game. But the big story there is that also one Lamar Jackson who ended up the game uh, with what has been uh, categorized as a sprained ankle. Um, this division, man, we got the Ravens at 8-5, and five, the, the Browns at 7-6, and six, the, the Bengals at 7-6, and six, and the Steelers at 6-6-1. Uh, six, six and one. Um, literally a game, a game and a half um, separates these teams, man. Um, who wins this division? Uh, Zillan, I'll come to you first. So which which division are we talking about? AFC North. I mean, you know, oh, I. I I I I wanted to say the the Bengals, but I something to me I I didn't like what I saw in that Forty Nine er game. I don't know if you guys agree. I just saw something, especially at home. I I know the Forty Nine ers are a physical team, and that's probably the problem. I think the Bengals, when they kind of get punched, they kind of step back a little bit. If you get physical with them, I don't think they can man up to it. So. I think if if Lamar is healthy, I I trust Lamar Jackson as a quarterback in that division over the Steelers and the Bengals right now, um, and especially the Browns. I just think like the Browns are just kind of teetering. I I don't I don't trust them right now. So if I had to pick, I'd probably pick Baltimore. But it 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 could change on a dime. It really can. Okay, so Baltimore is remaining four. Just just throwing this out there. Uh, they play Green Bay this week, then they play Cincinnati, then they play the Rams, and then they close the season against Pittsburgh. And Cincinnati okay. beat them once already this year. C- C- Cincinnati blew them out <laughs> at home. Now Cincinnati also got now Cincinnati also got embarrassed the next couple of weeks after because they didn't handle the case of success. But Cincinnati beat them Correct. handily. Yeah, Cincinnati beat them very handily. So. Um, Honestly, for me, um, I honestly think I, – I, I don't want to put my homer hat on because I, I don't like how we're playing. I really don't like how we're playing. Um, but out of everybody in this division, the quarterback I trust the most is Big Ben. He's been there. He's done that. Um, Tomlin has a way of making chicken salad out of chicken crap. 
Uh, we got a Tennessee Titans team this week who, for all intents and purposes, should be beat. Then we play a Kansas City Chiefs team, which nobody expects us to win. And then we close out mm-hmm. the season versus Cleveland and versus Baltimore. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I have a hard time not picking us to to do something in, in, in this division, especially when you look at what Cincinnati has left on, on, on their schedule. Uh, Cincinnati plays who they got this week. They just lost to San Fran. They got Denver at Denver. Then they play Baltimore, Kansas City, mm-hmm. and Cleveland. Um, read, I mean, read Cleveland's schedule, please. Please. Yeah, and um, Baltimore has a tough tr- road too, right? Baltimore has a tough road too. They yeah, got Green Bay. Yeah, yeah, Baltimore has Green Bay, Cincinnati. Yeah, they get Green Bay, Cincinnati, the Rams, and Pittsburgh left, mm. and then Green Cleveland, Cleveland plays. Uh, give me one second. Let me get you a real quick. They got uh, Cincinnati has the the Broncos at the Ravens, the no, home for the Ravens, home for the Chiefs, and then at. Cleveland to finish the season. So yeah, yeah, no, I want to hear Cleveland's last four. Cleveland plays the Raiders this week, so mm-hmm. who, who who knows what's going on there, especially with especially with them in the whole COVID situation right now in Cleveland. But uh, right. Cleveland has Ravens. I mean, the Raiders? I, I I think I think the COVID well, situation is going to hurt them. To be honest, with it, it is. They, they they got the Raiders, they got Green Bay, they play Pittsburgh, and they play Cincinnati. Yeah. Let, me t- let me tell you let me tell you something about Cincinnati too. By the way, I, I agree yeah. with you. However, I I, I want to say that watching that game, even though he made some mistakes at a couple of different times in that game, I'm telling you guys right now, he's taking some months right now, and people can say second year, but he didn't he didn't have a full first season. Um, Mr. Burrow did not. So Burrow, and, 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 and I really, and I really liked uh, that Cincinnati San Francisco game down the stretch, even going into overtime. That was a fun football game to watch. And regardless, mm-hmm. even though even though San Francisco pulled it out, what a great like! There were a couple of clutch throws that he made, and Jamar Chase. I'm telling y'all, man, uh, I said it going into the year. Jamar Chase is going to be a stud in this league for a long time, as long as he can stay. He's healthy. scary good. Um, He's scary good. But I, so I, I think I like Pittsburgh's schedule. I will say that if if Cleveland if, if Cleveland can keep those running backs healthy, uh, you know, if Chubb and or Kareem Hunt bounces back and and they can have those two running backs, that two headed monster running the ball. Um, they could be tough. I, I still think COVID's going to mess them up. So, uh, but I'm well, telling Kareem you, man, Hunt right now something special had, to that. Kareem Hunt had the MRI on his on, on, on his injured. Uh, I think it was a ankle yesterday. Good and Kev Stavansky, um, I didn't I, I didn't hear his pressure on it, but Kev Stavansky was supposed to give a pressure on it, so he might. Be um, maybe out for a significant period of time, and with only four weeks left, um, I'm not too sure what's going on. So, it, yeah. it, I like the schedule for Pittsburgh. I mean, it's it set up for them for ben, Big Ben to make the playoffs in his last run. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, man, it, it's going to be interesting to see how that all pans out. But 
Uh, one final thing before we get out of here, man, uh, as, as we've been alluding to, man, this whole COVID situation has kind of taken over the lead. A uh, significant amount of teams have multiples um, in, in the protocol. Uh, Washington has multiple. Um, obviously, the Chargers got multiple. Um, there's so many teams with, with multiple. Um, my question is, is, is kind of like this, gentlemen. Are we in significant trouble? Um, could we have a situation where across not just football but all sports where we kind of lock it down yet again um, and kind of wait for this moment to pass? I, I was talking to Barry off, off air. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, with the holidays, with the holidays here, people just had Thanksgiving and was, you know, meeting and greeting and kissing people and hugging people and uh, not practicing social distancing and things of that nature. Um, Christmas is next week. Um, and then after that is New Year's. I mean, we could be in a situation where there is a significant spike. My wife um, is a CNA and she works in the medical profession, so she sees it and deals with it. Um, hands-on on a regular basis, and so um, the, the spike's here. <laughs> the, the, the spike's here, man, but, you know, what's your guys' situation? How do you guys feel about a potential shutdown yet again based off of the amount of, of players being hit with this COVID situation? And, uh, Mike, I come to you, and when you get done, go ahead and give us a plug and a close out, my guy. Uh, yeah, man, I appreciate that. You know, I, I thought that maybe last year, around this time we might be burning up on a lot of this and that, that Christmas last year would be the biggest spike because we, you know, the, the first holidays after and, you know, uh, things had kind of started to open up again. But I think that people really relaxed a lot more. I think that a lot of people thought they were, that we were out of the woods um, in a lot of ways and people were so grateful to be able to hug and kiss on loved ones and whatever else. And, and, I mean, yeah, I, I want to as much as anybody else, man, but I'm telling you, uh, with all these different variants and everything else, man, I'm telling you, be careful, man. And it, and listen, listen, it, it, if it makes me a sheep to put on a mask, then bah, that's all I'm going to tell you because when it really, when it really <laughs> comes down to it, it's trying to take care of people and, uh, and make sure that I do things to prevent spreads, and I think everybody needs to sort of be mindful of those things. I, I'm definitely worried, man, that uh, – that things are going to shut down. I mean, uh, I even saw a writer that I respect asking if the NBA might have to do a bubble again. I, I don't think you can get the players to agree to it if it if it actually came down to it. But listen, man, like, whatever you do, man, if you travel, practice your social distancing, be careful. Make sure you at least take your test and do what you can. If you got a head cold or whatever else, even if it's not COVID, man, just, just be safe, man. Like, I should be either in Vegas or Miami right now, and I'm not simply because I don't want to be I don't want to be part of something or contribute to something that uh, that even though I I found out later that I was negative, man, just be safe, be be safe and sorry, man. Because listen, it, it it's a lot uh, it's a lot easier to be able to miss out on a little something until you have something uh, to look forward to tomorrow. So uh, everybody, be careful, man. Take care of one another and. Uh, Let's do what we can to protect each other, man. Uh, God bless y'all, man. Thank y'all for having me. And as far as the closeout, man, follow the club, follow the barbershop on Clubhouse, follow Sports City Chefs, man. 
We'll always be around. We'll be here for the cookout tomorrow night. Crossover Cafe on Thursday and the brunch on Sunday, man. Lazy Day Ball Kobe Appreciate that, my guy. Appreciate that. Dylan, you know what to do, man. Go ahead and give us your thoughts and give us a photo as we get out as we get out of here, man. Yeah, it's, a, it's starting to break out. It's starting to get a little crazy, so I think the, the league's got to reel it in. They have to kind of start to, you know, I don't think quarantine people, but I think they have to do a little bit more, be a little bit more diligent uh, with these guys to keep people safe because it's nine players, I think, on the, the Rams, and I think it's eight or nine or something like that on the Browns. And it, I think the Giants had a little bit of a breakout, I think, or something. So um, maybe a week, a couple weeks ago with, uh, with Barkley. So it's going around. It's coming. So – um, the variants here, uh, we got to keep doing what we got to do to stay safe. So I lost a family member. I know Sirius, you know, we, we talked about it as well. So um, we got to do what we got to do. We got to stay safe. We, I, I don't, you listen, I'm vaccinated, I'm boosted, but I don't trust none of you. I'm uh, uh, I got my mask on everywhere I go because I don't trust you. And, and I don't need to get sick. So um, let's just keep it up, man. Let's, we, we're almost there, man. We're almost there, but we are we're got a long way to go too. So, uh, with that being said, get to the website, the blogs, the views, the interviews, um, the the podcast. Uh, we got shows all week. I didn't get a chance to do finger foods, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll get to it tomorrow. Um, but, you know, serious, always a pleasure doing a show with you. I hope you and uh, TP have fun. Have a drink before the villain. Uh, we love you guys. Uh, the villain's out. Man, it's such a pleasure to do a show with you gentlemen, man. I echo what everybody just said about the situation, about the COVID-19, man, and the, and what's going on around sports and, and the world today, man. I, I, I'm going to say this, and I, and I beat the drum for this on this network, man. Just be safe. Just be safe. You know what to do. Get it done. With that being said, it's your boy, Sirius, repping that 412 and the 703, man. Such a pleasure to be here with you guys. Uh, Lord willing, I'll be back in the building, back in the building tomorrow, well, with TP and uh, and villain doing their thing. Says on on the ones and twos. And with that being said, tell a friend to tell a friend is the chefs again, and if they don't know, now they know. Kaboom, Sports City Chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon, they well in tune, blown like a flower in June, Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom, so tell a friend it's the Sports City Chefs again, pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Uh-huh.